For the time we share this morning, I want to lift the thought, mandates for a new season. Mandates for a new season. Amen. Here, it is custom fashion. And many people use the ending and the beginning of a new year to make lists or set goals and priorities that they have 365 days to accomplish. But I've come to serve you notice, my brothers and sisters, 2020 will be a leap year. You'll have 366 days. Amen. A, a, a lot can happen in a day. Amen. To make those things come to pass. But there are moments, Brother Wagner, in our making of our list that we sometimes get our priorities out of place. Because it now, 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 don't get me wrong, it's, it's, it's cool to have New Year's resolutions. It's, it's cool, Kendra, to, to set those goals and put them to paper, whether you put them on paper or write them with a dry erase marker on your bathroom window. It really doesn't matter. Bathroom mirror, that's right. Amen. And I encourage people that whatever God has laid upon your heart to write it down. Because in writing it down, you make it real. And when you write it down, just don't write it down. Pray to the Lord and ask the Lord to give you a finish by date. Because when you write it down, it, it makes it real. And then when you put a date on it, a preliminary date, it makes you accountable to what you say God is calling you to do. Because anything without a deliverable date is just a dream. But do know that deliverable date is not guided by your will and your wants. But it's all about the timing of Almighty God. So don't get all upset if your deliverable, if you've done the work, you put in the work, and your deliverable date comes, and you don't have the full vision coming to pass. As long as you keep putting in the work, God is going to do the rest. I've come to declare today you, but we, you, that God can work miracles, but you got to give God something to work with. <laughs> right? You know, if you need a job, you got to go put in the application somewhere. Right? You know, if you need a boo, or if you need to get rid of the one you got, before you get rid of that one or go get a brand new one, you need to get yourself together. You got to give God something to, to work with. You, know, you got to get yourself together, amen. Because it ain't two, it don't, you don't need a two fools being together. I ain't talking about your body, I'm talking about your mind. Man, get your mind right. It's the last Sunday of the year, y'all, amen. And even with these lists, and even with these resolutions, declarations, and promises about the new year, as I've stated, that sometimes we can get our priorities out of place. 
that sometimes in the midst of all of our planning, we put God somewhere that ain't at the top. <laughs> and if God is anywhere but at the top, you know, even if he's number two or three, God is still out of place. That anything you set your hand to and you begin and pleasing God is not at the top of the list. God is already out of place. And here in this text today, Moses is giving his farewell address to the children of Israel. And in giving this farewell address, Moses realized is the people in whom he's working with. For clarity now, the people in whom Moses are talking to are not the same folks who left out of Egypt with Moses in Exodus chapter 12. Y'all hear me today? But these they kin folks. Yeah. And Moses realizes that just because it ain't the grandmama or the great-grandmama, they still got some of their kinfolk in them. Right. Deacon Barnes says still got some of their blood. Right. You know, that's why in some families, you, you, you know, you can just see some other folks in them. Right. You know, I'm going to leave that right there. That Moses is not talking to the same group that came out of Egypt with him. He's talking to their children and their grandchildren. Because 40 years have passed since Moses led the first group out of Egypt. And there was one group who had to die in the wilderness because of what they did in Numbers chapter 16 and 17 in doubting God's power of giving them the promised land. That out of that group of hundreds of thousands of people, there's only three people with Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 28 that was with him in Exodus chapter 12. That's Moses himself, Joshua, and Caleb. And Moses is keenly aware that God is going to do what God has promised to do. And it was up to the children of Israel to do right by God when God does right by them. So Moses lays out here some mandates for a new season. But you know, I, I, I picture this, and I always try to make, you know, timely comparisons of what Moses is doing in Deuteronomy chapter 28 to something that you and I can relate with. And, and I was thinking the other day, and the Lord gave it to me. That what's going on here is just like what Miss Seeley was doing to Mr. after they had finished eating dinner. But y'all remember that in the color purple? That after Big Mr. was talking his junk, and Seeley got fed up, and Suge and Seeley jumped in the car, and Mr. came out chasing behind Seeley. And Celie held up that cat hand and said, until you do right by me, everything you touch 
it's going to crumble. And that's what Moses says to us on this last Sunday of 2019. Until we make up our minds to do right by God, everything, everything, you, you can hold it in your hand a little while, but until you completely do right by God, everything you get your hand on is going to crumble in your hand. And that's a bad place to be in. When you have, we have the opportunity to partake in every blessing that God has for us. And sometimes we let it crumble in our hand because we forget the mandates of a new season. What is the man? What are the mandates? That's a good time for somebody to yell out, what is it? <laughs> what is it? Amen. I've come to tell you I've only got one little point for this little sermon. And it's found in verse number one. Moses tells the children of Israel that we have walked around in a circle for 40 years. And God has told me to tell y'all that we've walked around in this circle long enough. And God has come to tell, tell me to tell y'all that whatever you've been going through, you've been walking around in that circle long enough. Doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Doing the same thing and, and the more you put, your, put into it, the less you get out of it. God said it's, it's time out for circling around the same mountain. And Moses says, now God has told us that it shall come to pass that if you will hearken, that word hearken means if you would put your full attention, don't just look at it in a cursory way, but if you will put your full attention, and Moses says hearken, and not only does he say hearken, he says hearken diligently. As if hearkening is not enough. But he says, in the moment in which you hearken, you pause and you pay full attention to. Just don't look at it, but get thoroughly immersed in it. Amen. He says, just don't be affiliated with the promises, but you need to be consumed with the promises of God. He says, now, when you become consumed with the promises of God, it'll make you act right. Y'all don't hear me today. That when you, that I, I've come to realize, I've come to contend, Brother Calhoun, that the reason why many of us leave so many blessings on the table is because we have not studied all the blessings that God has in store for us. The only blessing we're concerned about is money. Y'all don't hear me. <laughs> the only blessing we become so consumed with is how we can get more for ourselves. But when you fully examine the
the blessings of God, it'll make you. When you don't feel like tithing, you'll, you'll be running to do it. <laughs> Y'all don't hear me, amen. When you become fully consumed with the law and the blessings of God, you'll just about pay somebody to let you do it. And he says, hearken. Not only hearken, but, but hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord. And observe to do all. Somebody say all. <laughs> say all his commandments. Now you, you're going to miss a few here and there. Right? Because the flesh is going to sometimes get in the way. But when you know that you've missed doing something that God has commanded you to do, the next opportunity you get, you'll be running it down trying to do it. Moses says the mandate, you've got to, you got to listen. And then you listening, you get, you get immersed in it. You, you find out the promises. And when you find out the promises, you'll be positioned. To fulfill it through your practice. Now these commandments this day. Here's the good news. That Moses understands. That the children of Israel. This new group that's going to go into the promised land. That they're going to have. The spirit of. Entitlement. In the worst place for a believer to be in. Is having the mindset or the spirit of entitlement. Because entitlement leads you to the dangerous thought pattern of that whatever is done, it got to be done for you. Right? And many times that's how we that's how we do God. We say, God, well, since I did this, you've got to do that. And if you don't do what I think you're going to do, I'm going to take matters into my own hands and do what I'm going to do. And Moses realizes that these young believers, these young Israelites have the opportunity to get into the promised land and start consuming all the blessings for themselves. And that's a dangerous place to be in. When God has blessed you and you think, first of all, that God had to do it. And when God does it, that he has done it for you to keep it to yourself. Moses says that in this new season, the mandate is, you've got to listen. You've got to be immersed in the promises and the law of God. Because God will never ask you to do anything that he has not already made provisions for. God will never ask you to sacrifice anything that he has not already made way for the sacrifice to be made. But many of us miss out on the extra blessing because we forget about the mandate. Moses says, now, if you follow the mandate, this is what God is going to do for you. 
He says, now, in verse number three, if you follow the mandates, he's going to bless you in the city and he's going to bless you in the field. That the first part of, this, of these mandates, these promises that are attached to the mandate, Moses says that I realize that city life is easy life. That city life is convenient. That Moses says when you follow God, he will bless you even in your comfortable place. Help me, Holy Ghost. But the caveat, the, the icing on the cake is not just being blessed in my comfortable place. But Moses says he'll bless you when you go out in the field. But you got to catch this now. You got to catch this. The field in Moses' day was the desert. That Moses, in the day of Moses, the desert was a place of death and desolation. That in the day of Moses, if you were sentenced to the death penalty, they would cast you into a barren field for you to die a slow and torturous death. But Moses says, you know that you are in the will of God. That even in your dry place, God will show up. That when you do right by God, even when you think that you're going to go without, God will make a way. But you've got to do right by God. He says, not only will you be blessed in the city, you'll be blessed in your comfortable place. But you'll also be blessed in your, your dry place. That's why you can see some people who you know are going through but they still have joy down in their heart. That's how you can see some people when, you, when they know that their back is up against the wall, but they still have a smile even if they have to cry sometimes because they realize that no matter where I am, if I do right by God, God is going to always do right by me. And when you know God has got you covered, you can go on to sleep at night. When you know that you know that you know that you know that you are in the will of God, you can have peace that surpasses all understanding. May not have a dime to my name, but I've got peace. <laughs> I may not have friends that I thought I had, right? But Dorothy Love Coats helped me with that. I can't miss a friend that I never had. <laughs> when you follow the mandates, here it is. He says, now, now, just in case you get selfish about this thing, that however God blesses you in your new season, when you follow his mandates, it's not about you. That Moses says, this blessing that God has placed upon you, your life when you do right by him, is not about you. But it's really about everybody that's connected to you. 
that you know that you are walking in the will and the mandates of God when you can get over yourself in the midst of your blessings. That you come to understand that God is just using you as a funnel to get blessings to everybody who's connected to you. That what I have, it ain't about me. What God has done for the individual believer, it ain't, and I meant to say ain't, it ain't about you. Tells us now, your kin will be blessed. He says, blessed shall be the fruit of your body. That whatever is connected, because you're connected to me, and you're connected to other folks, when they see you serving in my will, and I open up the faucet of heaven and start raining in your life, it ain't you gonna have so much in you that it's gonna just flow over to everybody else. Y'all don't hear me today. Moses says, not only the mandate's not about you, but you have divine protection. He says, now when you are walking in the will of God, don't get it twisted. It's going to be folks and personalities that rise up against you in verse number seven. It's going to be some people who come to attack you just because they know that you're doing right by God. They're going to become, they're going to come some people who try to throw you off and try to bring you down to their level. But Moses says, when you are in the will of God, he says, the Lord will fight your enemies. <laughs> Help me, Holy Ghost. <laughs> that is hard. Not throwing a punch for a punch. It's hard trying to prove your side of the story when everybody else talking over you. It's hard to try to change perception when everybody around you has been scandalizing your name. It's hard sitting there taking blows when you haven't thrown the first blow. But Moses says when you stay in the mandates and in the will of God, he says they'll come at you one way. But by the time the Lord gets finished with him in verse number seven, they'll be running in seven ways. <laughs> Which Moses says that whatever comes up against you, God's going to beat it down so bad that it came to you whole, but it's going to walk away trying to figure out what happened. And there are some battles that I've made up in my mind that I'm just going to let God fight. There are some things that I'm not going to waste my time and energy on. And as you go into this new season, protect Protect, protect your time. Because everybody and everything ain't worth your time. That's why I had to wake up this morning, right? I had to go, Brother Wagner, I had to go ahead and delete all my social media pages. Because I said I'm spending too much time on stuff that don't even matter. Right? And here it is. You know, I'm, I'm on my way out of here. I, had, I not only had to delete my social media pages, 
But iPhone has an app that will put you on a time limit of how much you can spend on your phone every day. And you have to put in a password in order to keep yourself from going into what you had told the phone to keep you out of. And the Lord spoke to me in that. It said many of us spend time minus social media and, and flipping through Snapchat and Instagram. Right? You know, trying to get the latest news. And many of us, it may not, yours may not be Snapchat or Instagram. Yours may be some folks in your life that come to you and keep your life cluttered with junk. God says you need to put the restriction on them and when they call, let it go to voicemail. And better yet, just go ahead and block them. Now, you know, that's what I tell people. That's what I tell people. Now, when folks get blocked in my phone, I don't delete their number, right? I keep it in there just in case they call me by accident and I know not to pick up the phone. And God says in this new season, protect your time. As Maxine Water says, Reclaim your time. And everything does not have value to take up your time. In fighting certain people, in certain things, God says in this new season, let God handle it. Moses does something unique in this text. Three different times. He says the same thing in a matter of 14 verses. And verse number one, he says, hearken diligently unto the Lord. He gives some blessings and he comes back and says, oh, by the way, hearken diligently unto the voice of God. Because Moses realized and the writer realized that sometimes we can get so consumed with the good stuff that we forget what has given us the good stuff. So he says, in the middle of it, I'm going to remind you what you need to do. And Moses goes on after he says it a second time. It says, now, if you surely do this, God is going to make you the head and not the tail. God is going to make sure that you're always above and never beneath. And he closes out and he says, and finally God is going to fix it where you will always be the lender and not the ball. And before Moses gives the benediction, he says, and before I let you go, I've got to remind you, hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord. And Moses says three different times, at the beginning, in the middle, and at the end, the only way that you can have success 
and you can have spiritual blessedness is if you hearken to the voice of the Lord. And I don't care what's on your list. I don't care what's on it. New job, new whatever. If you don't hearken, if God gives it to you, and you don't hearken to the voice of God while you have it, just like Miss Seeley said, it's going to crumble in your hand. And you're going to be looking back and saying, man, what did I do wrong? You're going to be looking back and saying, Lord, you know, and the Lord going to say, well, you I don't know, you tell me. But if you want to have blessed success, spiritual success, that no man can give and no man can take away, the surest foundation is that you hearken to the voice of God. When he gives it to you, you got to keep a level head. And if he does not give it to you, you still got to keep a, a level head. Realizing that God is not my Santa Claus. That if I make a list, he got to give it to me when I want it, how I want it, where I want it. But Moses tells us that all these things can be yours if you just follow God's way. So I don't, I don't, I don't want you to be fooled today about your heart's desire. Just because you've purposed it in your heart that God is going to do it for you in 2020. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that everything that you wish to come to pass is going to come to pass in this upcoming decade. But what I can give you the assurance of is that if you do right by God and follow the mandates of this season, God will always see to it that you have what you need. So however your list looks, on every line, Gladys Knight said, if anyone should ever write my life story, and if anybody should ever look back over your life, God should be all up and through there. <laughs> It should be the testimony of how you followed in faith and God rewarded you in due season. So will you trust him today?